Welcome into Win by Two. It is a wonderful Thursday. We're in kind of a weird moment here. Win by Two, Spencer Porter, thanks for hopping in. There's just not a lot of sports going on. NFL's over. The NBA All-Star break officially, I mean, ends tonight. We'll finally get some hoops back. But really, the only thing going is college basketball. And we saw Caitlin Clark officially set the record most points ever. She has a chance to to really put it out of reach if she goes on an insane tear, putting up 40 or 50 every night. But I think uh, this could be an untouchable thing. Uh, she's just, she's amazing. She's the GOAT. It's a fun time to just talk about college, men's basketball, how things are shaping out, you know, looking a little bit at Ken Palm. They they kind of merge all the adjusted offense, adjusted defense uh, things, some really interesting st- statistics, and then always uh, the reliable, the talented Joe Lenardi uh, to get his two cents. So a little bit of everything, but it's a lot of fun to speculate and then act like uh, we're all a big genius, even though I mean, we, really, we really have no idea because it's madness. But Joe Lenardi, and uh, I mean, if you watch it, you'll see for the moment, UConn's the best team in the nation. They won the ship last year, returning a lot of their starters. Coach Hurley's just got his guys right where they want to be. They've got it figured out. They're the best team overall. But with that being said, they just lost to Creighton, one of their toughest games in the Big East, and they lost. And also, Kansas is amazing. They punked Houston. And then they lose by 29 to Texas Tech. So what makes you look like a genius one day, the next, uh, like whatever you're focused on, the next thing happens and then you don't know. You don't know where to go from there. But that's Joe Lenardi's two cents. And then, of course, the teams that are are the last to get in and then really hanging on a thread need some big wins uh, to make it. New Mexico, Nebraska, Texas A&M, and Nevada, according to Lenardi and their resume, it looks like they're going to be able to, to get in the tournament, maybe as an 11 seed, uh, you know, those, those games, I mean, it's technically the first round of the tournament when those 11 seeds and 16 seeds play each other. The last four in Butler, Gonzaga, Seton Hall and Ole Miss. It looks like they as well will be able to sneak in, uh, as just, I mean, this is all going along with what we've seen and what's likely to happen. The first four out Providence, Utah, Cincinnati and Wake Forest. I mean, teams that have some great wins, put up some great things. Like Utah, at home looks amazing. On the road, they can't win a game in conference. It's ridiculous. Providence has had some huge wins. Devin Carter's amazing. One of the funnest players to watch in college basketball. He leads their team in pretty much everything. Such a great point guard. And Wake Forest and Cincinnati are hanging around in their respective conferences. I mean, Cincinnati, the Big 12, it's a, I mean, every team's just amazing. It's just a dogfight no matter what. And you really got to win your home games and try to split on the road. Everyone's home record in the Big 12, uh, for the most part. I mean, the last couple, Oklahoma State with the worst record in conference. I mean, their home record's not the best, but they got to win over BYU. But everyone pretty much, I mean, overall, but especially in the Big 12, talented at home. The next four out, Colorado, Villanova, St. John's, Pittsburgh. So those eight, uh, as we know, I mean, we're in this part, the last few weeks of the regular season, then the conference tournaments. They got to make some noise. They got to have a huge win, huge upset to get their name out there. If not, well, they're probably going to be a great NIT team. Still great teams. Still fun to watch uh, the last few matchups in the NIT. And you need to play in, in New York. Actually, they might have changed that now. But that's kind of where they stand. But enough talking about, you know, the 
the mid, who might get in, who might not. Uh, the best teams in the nation right now, if you just go to ESPN, the coaches poll, UConn, as we mentioned, Houston, Purdue, Arizona, Tennessee. That's your top five to round out the top 10. Iowa State, Marquette, Duke, Kansas, North Carolina. The coaches poll is pretty much in line with the AP top 25. The only difference, instead of Duke at eight, the coaches poll has them at seven, flip-flopping with Marquette. But all these teams got dogs. They're amazing. I mean, we look at UConn, Houston, Purdue, Arizona, Tennessee, Duke, Marquette, North Carolina, Kansas. I mean, powerhouses. Iowa State has had some great years. They're making more of a name for themselves. But nine of the ten year in and year out have been amazing. Uh, Duke has a little bit of more age than they usually do. Overall, a young team. They've been playing really well in this month of February. 20-5 and five on the year. UConn getting all the first place votes. Uh, but they did just lose, so maybe that will shape up their rankings, their standings. But what's interesting in uh, in Ken Palm, just the way it's all formulated, it shows, you know, what team has the best. It's called ADJO, adjusted offense efficiency, which in English is points scored per 100 possessions. Alabama is number one in that in the rankings alabama's 13 but they are the number one team in adjusted offense but 73 in adjusted defense so i mean shows the one thing that they're good at but the one thing that they're bad at but it's it's just interesting to to see always interesting to see who's number one it's alabama up to this point and this was updated uh yesterday wednesday once these weekend games get in, we adjust it again. You can always uh, see what Ken Palm puts up and uh, the progress of uh, or the updates that they make as the games go on. So Purdue and Connecticut produced uh, second in the nation in offense efficiency. Connecticut is three. Uh, defense, Purdue is 20 and Connecticut is 24. But it's also always interesting to look at the strength of schedule rating. Uh, Purdue with the hardest schedule in the nation. And behind them, Wisconsin. A lot of love to the Big Ten with strength of schedule. And uh, obviously the the preseason gauntlet they, they put themselves in. I mean, you saw Purdue taking on Kansas and Marquette in the Maui Gym Invitational uh, during November, during Thanksgiving break. But Purdue and Connecticut, I mean, amazing. One that is, you guys always just got to keep an eye on this. Arizona, Pac-12, not the greatest of basketball this year. Arizona, 20-5 and five on the year, the best team in the Pac-12. In the coaches' poll in Ken Palm, the number four team in the nation. In adjusted offensive efficiency, six in the nation. Adjusted defensive, so it's just flip-flop the points you allow per 100 possessions. Arizona's 11th in the nation. So sixth in offense, 11th in defense, which is pretty remarkable. Their strength of schedule is 13, so... You like what you see looking at that, but then you think, well, I mean, let's let's actually play the game and see what happens. Well, last year, Princeton win over Arizona. Wildcats, 1-2-3 Cancun, get a short March Madness tournament. Don't make any noise. Let a lot of people down. Arizona, a little bit revamped, and they're going to the Big 12 next year. Unbelievable. I mean, get some Big 12 season tickets if you're close to a Big 12 school. If if it's three hours away, I mean, I'd still still do it. The talent's coming in, even the legendary coaches, the teams. It's crazy. Yeah. Welcome, Arizona, next year to the Big 12. That's going to be crazy. Also with the Wildcats, they 
I mean, like I said, have that good balance, a low strength of schedule. They're likely going to be playing in Salt Lake City for their regional uh, as they're projected to be a one seed. Of course, you can look at the rankings and guesstimate yourself and you'll probably be right. But as it goes for Le Joe Lenardi, he has Houston, Arizona, UConn, and Purdue, as you would presume, as the one seeds. So that's, you know, a big deal. You can, you'll play in Salt Lake, most likely Arizona will, closest to home. But it, it's hard to decide whether the location matters in the, the March Madness tournament, the NCAA tournament, because... Yeah, the bands travel, some student sections travel. Parents are going to go regardless, uh, and so are the rich family members to flex that their cousin, uncle, brother, in-law, grandson is you know playing at this high level. So they'll go regardless. But I think that's one of the surprises is Arizona. Uh, you know they've played some great teams. You could argue the majority of the teams they've played that have been great. We're in the preseason. Pac-12 was a little bit of a down year. It was great for football, down for basketball. Uh, but they're still battling with a, a few good squads. You know, don't sleep on like a Washington State having a great year in the top 25 right now for men's basketball and so forth. BYU is, well, ranked 25th right now. The Cougars lost to Baylor. Excuse me, lost to Oklahoma State. Bad loss, just beat Baylor. Great win. So, uh, you know, a little bit of redemption. But BYU is 8th in adjusted offensive efficiency, 55th in defense. So, I mean, offensively, tough to guard. Defensively, I mean, overall, it's still amazing. When you're talking about a championship, though, I don't know if 55th uh, will be enough. But you can really just plug in any team, and uh, it just it's fun to see how it compares. But what's interesting is how you know some of these rankings, they, they can make a bad team look good. Like Wright State... Wright State is 32 in the nation in adjusted offensive efficiency, about 350 in defense. But you also go to their strength of schedule, which is 232 in the nation. So even though they, uh, they're up high on the chart, I mean, you obviously know that it doesn't mean a ton. But look for Wright State. They're on Lenardi's bracket, so maybe they can make some noise. They're a scoring machine team, but also horrible at defense. See if they can win their conference tournament. But the the link of this will be in our description on this podcast episode. But there's just so many great teams. You know, Houston is 16th in offensive efficiency and one in defense. And so it's interesting to compare and contrast what's the most important. But in the last 12 years, nine of the 12 championship teams, they had a top seven offense. Of course, there's been outliers. And usually that liar has been UConn. The last 12 title teams have all had a top 20 defense. You know, as, as it says, when North Carolina won their title, they were 18th on defense. And when Duke won in 2015, they're outside of the top 10, but still in the top 20 in defense. So, you know, so, some of these tips it gives you on how to pick uh, this year's champion is, you know, pretty simple stuff. This bullet point, they typically have a really good point guard. I would assume so. They had an awesome crunch time score. I would assume so. It helps if you have more. And 
I mean, I mean, like a team like Duke, you got Filipowski, Jared McCain, who's been a great uh, freshman, Proctor, Tyrese Proctor. Uh, you got, you guys got some, you got the clutch gene there with Duke, but you know, foul trouble with the Blue Devils was a problem. They got out physical last year against Tennessee, failed to the Volunteers, and didn't make it as far as they wanted to go. But Coach Shire has, you know, kept Duke trending in the right direction. There has really not been any speed bumps. Duke and Shire's first year went undefeated at home last year in the ACC, and I think overall the ACC was better than it was this year. But Duke just just punked uh, Miami in Florida yesterday. Uh, the Blue Devils are hot, but you also got to go off what happens in these conference tournaments. UConn won the Big East tournament last year. They didn't win the Big East uh, regular season title, but they won the tournament, played hot, and just dismantled every team they play, won by double digits every game. And they really went under the radar. A lot of people you know, probably didn't watch UConn basketball. I mean, five o'clock tip-offs in the East Coast. If you're living in mountain time, Pacific time, you, I mean, it's four o'clock, five o'clock when those games start, but you got to check them out. It's amazing what's going on in Yukon. But it's just hard. It's hard to predict it, duh. But you can just think so fondly of one team, but what you love about that one team, those same characteristics are, you know, all of them, if not the majority, are in another team. Because Purdue... You know, they have Zach Eady, who probably is like a Drew Timmy, not going to do anything in the NBA, but in college, great player. You know, seven foot, seven two, makes free throws on the regular for a big man, gets fouled a ton, is a scorer, learning how to pass better. You know, it's hard to, to guard guys like that. But then teams like BYU or even Creighton, you know, they have one star technically, but they have all these guys that are capable. Kansas leans toward McCuller and their their other star. A team like UConn, they're just so, so good. It's hard to just rule out one guy. And that's what happens with these Cinderella stories. They usually have one guy that's got them there. If you can harass him, get him in foul trouble, you probably can put their Cinderella story to an end. But that's what we want. Of course, we want the Cinderella stories. So... We don't know who those guys are yet, but they're going to win their conference tournaments. They're going to come hot. They're going to come with some momentum. We'll have to wait and see. That's got to be the trademark phrase that I say on these episodes, but that's all we can do at this point. And it's always just fun if you pick the right team who wins. But look up uh, KenPalm.com will be in our video description. Some really interesting information uh, because your team's got to be in the top for adjusted offensive efficiency and defense, not one or the other, a little bit of both, uh, because those have been the champions uh, in the last decade. They've been good at both. That's the rule of thumb.